Welcome to iHeartGeek. And welcome to another episode of iHeartGeek, another Loki-centric episode. We only have one more left, guys. Oh, my God. I'm conflicted. I'm torn. There's, there's things that I'm happy that it's ending, and there's things that I'm definitely not. I'm Dub. I'm here with Michelle. I'm here with Blyes. I'm here with Satomi, and they are the rock stars. So I, I'm going to kind of get out of the way and let them talk because, yeah, they're, 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 uh, I don't believe you, Dub. Yeah, you shouldn't. You. you shouldn't. Nobody does. <laughs> Nobody it doesn't happen that way. It, I, I like to pretend that it does. <laughs> he tries. <laughs> I do. I really do. You give it the old college try. Okay. So here's my question before we start. We are one episode to, to finale. So I'm going to give everybody here a chance. I want to hear your one wild theory that you want to see that you think could possibly happen oh. on the last episode. Ooh. Do you, want, you guys want me to do mine first? Or you guys want, want to do yours first? Let's let's do yours first because I know you're itching for it. I am a little bit. <laughs> I have a couple, but I think that um big because of reasons I'll talk about later. I think I still think that it is a Loki that is running everything, that is pulling the strings. And um a very this is my my long shot. It could be Sylvie. You think it could be. That would be interesting. It'd be interesting. I'm not saying that that I think it's going to happen, but it's possible. But I do think it is a Loki. That's my outlandish theory. Like Uh, Sylvie, Sylvie, or like a version? No, like Sylvie, Sylvie. Sylvie. The only way I the one the one Loki they're all scared of because it's a girl. It's frightening, isn't it? The only (laughs) way I can think of it being a Sylvie is if she was doing it. She was working with someone and they like cast her out, and she's like trying to get to them to like seek revenge. Could be. Okay, so Blyze, what is your outlandish theory? I said these are outlandish. I don't. This doesn't count towards my my batting average. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, I think outlandish theory would be that Mobius is the the mastermind behind all of it. Interesting. He seemed a little bit too comfortable in this episode with going to the void and just. I don't know. Okay. I say, and no one's going to argue these. These are just, yeah. Yeah. Because to them, when they prune somebody, they're dead. I was, I assume that nobody else in the TVA knows what pruning does to people where it drops them off. So yeah, felt a little bit too comfortable in the void. Fair enough. Michelle, what is your one outlandish theory that you want to give us? Well, apparently H E double hockey sticks has frozen over because I agree with them. Oh no! On what? On no. one point, I. But do it's the alligator. It's, it's actually the alligator, not not <laughs> Sylvie. <laughs> that alligator's got that some game. There I'm could be you. something there. Yes. Could be something. <laughs> there. I like him. No, but I I I I started thinking that it might be another Loki. Um, but I don't believe it's Sylvie. I I don't I don't think that. But be, because of how our Loki is is growing and progressing and, and, and Sylvie as well. And they're kind of growing and progressing into this team. It almost makes sense that they're going to go up against mm-hmm. a Loki that has not tapped into any of that because even the other guys, even classic, well, we'll talk about it later, but original, you Loki, know, yes. <sighs> original flavor. 
yeah they all have their not own extra name. spicy not extra um, spicy <laughs> that's so yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna go with i'm gonna go with dub's first half of the theory and agree fair enough so tommy what is your outlandish theory for us so my outlandish theory is I have no clue. Are you kidding me, you guys? I I, I like Dub's prediction, um, the first part, about it being a, a, lo- a heretofore un- uh, undiscovered Loki. Um, we've talked so much on the podcast about Kane. So now I'm like, and, and with, you know, Ravona being there. So that's sort of what I'm expecting. But, um, you know. That could be super fun. If it does int- indeed end up being a Sylvie, uh, I would think it would be a Sylvie and not this Sylvie. I think we've seen way too much backstory on her and we've set- seen way too much character development for that to work. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, and just, just so you guys know, there was another King sighting in this episode. We'll get to there that. There was. Okay. There was. I'm this. so excited. So okay. So okay. let's start with, with scene one. Um, this is just the, the the establishing shot. And these just freaking blow me away. That with the with the turning around circular shot, it is just did anybody <sighs> else catch, which for some of us geeks out there would be a little Easter egg. Did anybody catch it? Some of us geeks. There's so not, many. Not there's so many geeks. Easter eggs in this episode. Yeah, <laughs> it's not necessarily in the scene. No, I didn't see anything in this scene. So that first, the the ticker tape that you see as as it's upside down, mm-hmm. um, the location that it lists that's going by is Oak Island, as in the curse of. Oh. As in, wouldn't that make sense that that would be one of the most anomalous places? There you go. Nice. Somebody's a fan out there. Okay. Now. Um, when we saw the previews and we, we saw what we thought was behind the gold elevators and it goes behind the gold elevators. This is the MC Escher thing that we saw in the previews. So when it, when it turns up, it shows you everything, but the head on the previews, but that, yeah, that's where that came from. And yeah, I'm happy that they gave it to us. Okay. You know, so something I noticed for the very first time on the doors was that the little designs are little hourglasses. Yes, or, or they could also be infinity symbols. Yep. They could, and, yeah. And these I guess are, in my head, I was like, oh. Those are all oh, no, on I saw the both. TVA um, logo yeah. in Ravona's office. Yeah. I just, so, yeah, I'd it's never an hourglass, that much infinity. It's, yeah, it's, it's one of the, this is one of those shows you don't have to pay that much attention, but if you do, you see a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> okay. Scene two, Into the Void. Um, Elias looks, looks a bit okay. like Lion King when it shows up, but I also think it's a wolf, and that's why I think it's Loki because it looks like Fenir. Um, the I wolf. think it takes on like a reptilian look at, at times. Really? Too. It almost looks like, yeah, it kind of morphs. Um, I really like, yeah. And, and one part I was like, wait, is that an alligator? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it kind of morphs faces almost, where mm-hmm. it, it is kind of taking on different. I guess sort of animal type looks, but I liked it. I like how they did it visually, how mm-hmm. it sounded. It has yeah. this ominous look to it. It's a little more, it seems a little more tamer than I would think though, but it still gives that mm-hmm. that feel. Tame? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you look like you wanted to, to you know, uh, take under the chin. A, isn't Elias? I would not feel comfortable being, you know, 
plopped onto a void planet with that thing staring down. Oh, no. Michelle, is, Michelle has seen some stuff. She's been through some things in her okay, life. Okay, so, got you. So that's the... I am scarred <laughs> deeply for life. Yeah. No, I guess I guess in my I was just thinking Elias would be more um chaosy. Yeah, chaosy. That's a good word. Let's well, go with that. I I think this that, it, that it kind of holds the same problem that you had in the Green Lantern movie or the, the Fantastic Four, the second movie, where they had Galactus and it's just a big cloud and it's like uh, okay. Does anybody it, it's hard, does, it's hard does, to does do Elias? That. Does Elias mean something? Does anybody know? It's uh. Does... Go ahead, go ahead, Michelle. No, just the name. Like, what literally does it does oh, it translate I, to something? Specific? I was just looking for a clarification on that. Sorry. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I know he, he, he showed up in comments before. That's all I know. Yeah. Okay. Cool. But no, I, I don't know of any special name. Now, this is also where we get our King reference for this episode. So. Last week, we, we heard Courtney talking about, if you look in the background, there's Stark Tower. Kind of. If you look close this week, when you look at that same tower, it's Q-A-N-G Tower. It's Kang Tower, which is also owned and operated by King, from what I understand. You know, do what? 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 <laughs> it's, it's not Q-A-N-G. It's, I forget the name, but it's, it's another corporation that's owned by Kang, but you don't find it out until it start. So basically Tony Stark sells the his company to I think it's Og Ogden or something like that. And then you find out Osgood. that it's Kang. So you're you're close, Dub. You're not quite it, it, there. It yet. says you're, Kang. You're getting, so you're that's all that matters. Okay. Anyway. So, so that in that case, what was up with first of all, that first building they flew past looked like the Superman monument from the Snyder cut. Um Look, it looked kind of like that. So I was a little, I was a little like, oh, okay. Um, I'm sure that wasn't on purpose. But then there was the the Thanos helicopter. Yes. What was up with that? But it it's was a like toy. in another world, is, <laughs> is Thanos just like corporate? He's like, uh -huh. it's you know, so it, he's it's, running around in a business suit instead, or he's like Luthor. It's an Easter egg to a a, a, a comic book in which Thanos terrorizes New York City in his Thanos copter, and then the it's Avengers- It's bad 80s writing, yeah, yes. It's bad. Bad <laughs> yeah. 80s writing. Yes, Avengers take him down, and then he's hauled away in a police car in handcuffs. Thanos would In a regular size police car. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's pretty fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> they got okay. a bus. Now, now th this, this scene- I, did, I didn't even really bother on the, because we do these, so if we do these the, the next day. If we had like a week, I would go through all the Easter eggs. There's 7 million things in the background. Look around, have fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So let's go on to scene three, which is Sylvie back at the TVA. Um, er, I, I now believe that everything Ravona says is a lie. Um, everything. I think she's, yeah. I, She's a lot more of the big bad than I initially thought she was. Um, I think yes, she's. I think she's being a survivor. I still think there's. She's. She's being manipulative for the sake of of you know self preservation. I think it's self preservation at this point. That's my I, opinion. I think Dub, that you are ahead of the game a little bit 
I think everything that she's saying is the truth. She doesn't know mm. what's going on. She wants to find who the head of it is. It is Kang. And that's when she falls in because she is so dieheartedly following the TVA and wants to conceal what the TVA does that when she finds that leader, she's going to fall in love with him. So I agree with you in the fact that she is going to fall in love with Kang, but I think it's going to come when she figures out who is running things. I, I feel like they've given us enough clues on Kang, just like WandaVision gave us Mephisto. Um, there's enough clues, but I, I think we're going to see him for like a half a second, but I don't think he's going to have any part. And I've, I've kind of given up on King, seeing King as the yeah, big bad I mean, as much. And like, he's there, but he's not there. Yeah, we know we're going to see him in Quantumania. I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see him in this, and then when he shows up in the next Ant-Man movie, because one of King's thing is, is that he's got a bunch of screens and he's looking at pieces of time. I wouldn't be surprised if when he shows up, we see bits of this show on those screens. Like he's been monitoring things the whole time. Yeah. Okay, up to scene four, the band of Lokis. This is when it gets starts getting interesting and I get so happy. Um, to answer your question, yes, he's an alligator. Um, let's move on. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I, who was right? I, Satomi was. I tried, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I had I no just, dog in the fight, so that, that was an argument for whatever. I thought it was a Komodo dragon. Uh, <laughs> that was Courtney. But I think I was there, the one person who didn't guess. But you know, <laughs> I think there may be there's got to be a lot. There may be more than meets the eye with the alligator. Um, there already I is. Think there is. He is. He was one of my favorite characters in this entire episode. I've never seen a an expressionless creature be so expressive yeah. and intriguing. And just it was delightful. Well, he's like charming as alligators go. I mean, <laughs> well, if I wanted to replace my Sylvie and put in any other Loki that we've seen, it would be the alligator cool. because he's never been noticed before. Uh, the uh, who uh, Mobius says, we've never taken in an alligator as far as I know, and he seems like he knows a lot of what goes on. So, could it so, be Loki throwing an illusion as an alligator? It could be alligator Loki for all I know. Uh, there's there's a frog Thor, and we talk. We'll talk about him later. Yeah, Aloki Gator. Uh, yeah, Alaloki. Alaloki. I like that. Loki That's like Gator. alimony. Yeah. I like Loki Gator. I think that was a good one. <laughs> okay, Kid Loki is is the de facto head of this, and I love it because he's the only one with the wavos to actually kill Thor. <laughs> that was crazy. Which like my the, jaw dropped. I was like, whoa. <laughs> now, there was a young Thor comic book a lot of years ago, and um, Thor and Loki got into a fight, and Thor, Thor said, well, just kill me. Why don't you kill me? And he didn't end up doing it. This is the variant that he ended up killing him. Okay. As kids. He uh, seemed to have feelings about it, though. Oh, he was not happy he did it. He you was not he happy he did it. You think it may have been a universe where Thor was bad? It could be. Or he Ooh. was turning he was turning bad and Loki saw that and he made a decision he didn't because he also adopted the wings. Yeah. He has the wings oh, on yeah. of his little thing. Mm. So at some at some level, he still loves his brother. So I wonder if he saw him like turning to the dark side and took him out. Well, with Ooh. with with this band of people, I, I think that he was evil when he did it, but 
this band of people, they all want redemption. Okay. Yeah. All the all well, except for boastful Loki. These these three want redemption for whatever they did that was wrong. Although, I mean, wasn't wasn't Loki pretty pretty neutral until he found out he was adopted? No, he was always he he's, was he's always, the god of mischief. Yeah. I mean, yeah, well no, I know that, but I don't know. I was under the impression that he was he was not really he he was he was more just either chaos neutral or chaos good and that it didn't turn chaos chaos bad until um until he found out he was adopted so i, I think he was always kind of a butt right he he's always been evil but he hit it very well until that moment i think go ahead Blythe. i still don't think he's evil though i think he's just chaotic i think it depends on what like Loki you're talking about but like as far as the MCU mm, Loki goes true. I think he was he was always jealous and that jealousy just seeded into turning evil and that point where he be found out that he was a frost giant that's what flipped that switch so I agree with you Satomi. I don't think he was necessarily always evil he was always mischievous and jealous of Thor and that's why he always wanted to get like Thor into trouble but yeah. he didn't turn into like a a killing evil until he found out he was lied to and basically stolen from his yeah home. fair um original loki is completely awesome but nothing like what i expected when from the last episode i thought he was going to be stoic and you know kind of a curmudgeon but he like i want to watch a full movie of original loki cuz this guy is my with with richard grant cuz he's freaking amazing yeah <laughs> everything this guy did in this just made every scene a million times better. I mean, I, I don't think anybody else could have, could have made it, made him how he was yeah. just in this, this episode. Yeah. It was amazing. Well, I mean, he's, he's a pretty notable actor to say the least. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, it seems like he just, he really fit he ran with it. He understood he, the yeah. character. At first, you know, last uh, last episode, I actually kind of was like, he looks hilarious in that outfit, right? Like, yeah. just, <laughs> but no, not this. Now I, I get it. Yeah. And, and I mean, this Loki is my Loki. This is the Loki that I read in comic books when I was a kid. You know, yeah. I didn't get in the, the when he was in the when the other, you know, more suave Loki. You know, I always saw the one with the horns and all that. That's the one I grew up with. So I have a soft spot. So if I'm being too gushy over him, it's because I just I grew that's my nostalgia character. Did his arc make sense to you? It Have did. Have you grown up with him? It awesome. did. Um, yeah, I, I I would have never seen that redemption for him growing up with him, but I thought that his story. But we'll get to that when we. It was get, cool to see that he lived out the same timeline as MCU Loki, all the yeah. way until Thanos cracked his his neck. So that Which, I, that was that was interesting that I didn't expect them to to even mention well i'm popping ahead just a little bit but since we're on this subject do you think he actually died or do you think he did the same trick in our time oh, you're so in, popping in ahead. this timeline i am but i have to hit this i think, I, I, ask think this he, I think he died i think that's why he's the variant yeah yeah he he was the variant because he decided to run and and hide but then and they didn't care as long as he was hiding yeah. And then as soon as he decided to go off, pop up, there. that was it. Yeah. Okay. I was just curious on what y'all thought. Okay. <laughs> up to scene five with Miss Minutes. So, therefore, I'm a happy camper. 
um miss menace is a bad guy and i don't like that it makes me sad because this is my favorite um is miss minute stalling yes um she she is absolutely sentient she knows what she's doing she has a morality and that morality sits a whole lot closer to ravona than it does to morbius well she's created she's a child of the tva yeah so her alliance her alliance is clear although i i did enjoy the fact that she was like she was that she was stalling like here was the ai it? that I'm was like for it. Hmm. I don't know. So that was kind of delightful. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. Tara Strong is so brilliant on all her voice roles. And that just, I mean, she shines through this without it. Yeah. She always says she has that really cute character that there's something evil behind so well. It, that's why that's why she makes the best uh, Harley Quinn. Um, let's see. <laughs> now, Ravona. Is the person that plays her is a good actress, but she is playing the role of a bad actress as she's doing this. And it was kind of driving, it took me out enough that I know what she was doing, but it bothered me a little bit. I'm like, oh, this is terrible. And then you're like, no, this is the character doing that. Did, did anybody else catch on that? Or is that just me? Nitpicking? Yeah, you can tell she's she's forcing this pretend all of a sudden alliance slash weird friendship thing. So she did it really well. <laughs> Just awkward. I mean, yeah. I, I know that I was like, don't take her hand. Don't take her hand. No, no. And of course, Sylvie being the smart, yeah. smart lady that she is. Saw through her ruse. Well, she always kept distance from her. I don't know if you noticed that. Oh yeah. That, that, that was a, that was, great staging on that because she always purposely kept it kept distance even though it kind of appeared that she believed her but then you mm -hmm. notice she's always keeping a lot of distance yeah and then the self-pruning interesting choice um like that a little shocking but it kind of spelled out the rest of the episode you kind of knew where it was going she like pulled it i'm like oh okay she's gonna go into the void now I mean, it was also i mean beautifully it was beautifully acted that that moment. I, everything, you know, her stance, just the sh the shot was beautiful. The setup was beautiful. It it was really like it creates this sort of flashpoint picture in your mind. You know, that's going to be like a like an animation cell that people are going to want. It's just that you know, as she's got her head thrown back. It's it was a great moment. It was like perfectly framed. I mean, yeah. yeah just having her right in the center up elevated like that and just, yeah, yeah. took herself out. Beautiful, beautiful yep. shot all the way through. Um, scene six, all the Lokis. Um, like, like I said earlier, cause I just want to hit it on my notes, the, the original, the kid and kid Loki and I guess alligator. Um, they do feel like they have genuine remorse and that. I think that is an important, that's why they're different from the, what they call them. They call themselves the wolves and the other ones, they call them, them the snakes. I think that's why they have the difference. The snake, I guess, feels remorse or something. And but I mean, let's really talk about or the wolf. Interest. The fact the fact that they would have that killer pad with the candy canes and you know, the alligators pool. got his own pool. The the Roxon boxed wine. Oh yeah, which which alligator yeah. loves? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so cute. Oh, who was stuck in the jar? <laughs> I'll, I'll let Blaze handle that one. So. Um, 
in the jar was um, a character. Well, so there's two of them. There's uh, Frog Thor, and then there's Throg. So the there's a debate it online. It did look right like now. a Thor. It did <laughs> oh, it look is. like a Thor. It's okay. Thor, and I'll tell you why after you finish. No, I uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm on the same page as you. Yeah. Up. So the the jar says three sixty five. Three sixty T three sixty five. T sixty three. T three sixty five, and that's the comic book that um, has a storyline where um, he shows up. Frog Loki, Thor shows up. Loki turns Thor into a frog, and then so that's Frog Thor. Yeah. Uh, Thor three sixty five, and then he's jumping for uh, Mjolnir. And I think also, um, and I don't know about this, but um, Reddit thinks that the audio that's playing when he's jumping at it is the same audio that plays when Thor in the Avengers, when he's getting tossed from that big glass jar from the helicarrier, it's the same like, ooh, ah, ooh. Oh, and just just sped up. Yeah. Could be. (laughs) That's amazing. I'll buy into it. That's that's Frog Thor slowly suffocating in a jar while he's trying to get his weapon. Yeah. Nice. And, well, and I love the fact that Molnair is there because yeah. and they want it in I think they probably built their their layer around it because I think that they think that well one of us is eventually going to be worthy. Except it's talking? like so buried in there. I, yeah. How many thousands of years have they been there? <laughs> Yeah. Long you know. enough, long enough to get like you know, the Loki gang, <laughs> two Loki gangs. Yeah, again, this is a um, Easter egg heaven. If you have the time to do it, I didn't have the time to do it, unfortunately. And yeah, there's 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 YouTube shows out, shows out there that will definitely do that for you. Um, I think the laugh scene was just such a bad villain trope, and it made me laugh. That they were just, <laughs> but you know, well, I'm gonna go go stop them. Okay, <laughs> and I that that just cheese ball off. I showing that they're still villains, and I think that's important to remember with Loki, because Loki's always playing a game within a game, as we'll get to later. And then at the end of this scene, we see my personal favorite bad guy, Loki, President Loki. Um, yeah, there's. We'll get to him after in scene eight, though. Okay, so is there anything else you guys wanted to hit from the lair before we move on to... From the underground lair? From the The lair. lair. (laughs) When President Loki shows up, and he's with his band of wolves or snakes or whatever, are those Lokis? Yes. They're all Lokis. They all have something on... I looked... They all have something on them that is Loki. They all either have horns or they're wearing some green or there's. And that's what I was trying to trying to figure out and look at. Cause I know there was like the one who had a helmet on that was definitely like Loki helmet, but then there were some that just had like spikes all over them and stuff. So I wasn't sure if they were all meant to be Lokis or if they were just like people who had been dropped and now are his like goons. And the- I, I think when you see more than half of them as okay i can identify them as loki that that they're saying the trope is they're, they're all, Loki's. all Lokis, and it feels like they're the only ones that it feels like in this world loki's are the only thing that can survive yeah yep because they're cunning yeah because that's what they're designed to do i've never seen an alligator be used as a weapon like that 
we'll get to that. Hold on. I, I, I know I jumped forward earlier, but oh, that is that is so cool. Okay, scene seven, Sylvie and Mobius. Um, so was Mobius expecting her? That's a good question. Because I Because he knew where know, to go. That's yeah. what I'm saying with Mobius yeah. knowing too much about the void and too much about yeah. how events are unfolding. And because he'd had to have been there for a while though. He showed up in his pizza planet truck right on time. I'm just That's saying. exactly yes. what I called it. <laughs> pizza planet. Yeah. Um I just kept wondering, it's like where where did he get that pizza car? And how is it still running? And how did he figure out how to pick her up? That yeah, there's some suspicious things he's, going on. He knows now. too much, man. He just but knows I, too much. And he's too like, I don't know. I don't know if I'm gonna buy into it, but I'm not I'm not saying that you're wrong at this point because you said this. Yeah, I'm I'm not gonna say you're wrong, but I I don't buy into it, but I don't not buy I into think, it. I think it's a long shot, but there's just some just well all our things were long shots. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's just consistency things that are a little weird. I feel like if he assumed that Loki was there, then he would assume that at some point Sylvie would follow. But did I don't, they drop in the exact same spot? No. That's the thing is if he even if he thought that he would have known had to know the precise location of where she dropped because he gets to her right in the nick of time. Yeah, well, it seems to me that he would want to chase our Loki, not her, because he has an entirely different relationship with our Loki than he has with Sylvie. He trusts and loves our Loki. He doesn't really I mean, and you see that in the car. They don't have a relationship. He does with with our Loki, so that's just it's weird. Although that he found jumping her, ahead, he says he says something very specific I later. Gonna, yeah, I, I don't. Which actually, I don't know who he was talking to. Blizes, he yeah. kind of supports Blizes. Uh, totally talking. There. What if he's just chasing Eliath on the off chance that he's going to find Loki and runs into Sylvie? Maybe he wants Eliath dead so he can get to his castle. <laughs> oh boy except okay. if it's his castle then it's his dog he, and he, he could be he able can, to he can easily like, go through miss minutes yeah. locked him out she's the like dub wants she's the big head <laughs> poncho she locked him out he's trying to get his stuff back oh yeah this is like the end of wandavision again okay <laughs> scene eight um no big surprise betrayal um of course, most of the Lokis betray and they all think they're not the smartest and they all think that they're in charge. And then it led to the my favorite slash most lackluster fight in Marvel history. <laughs> there was, it was delightful. There were some moments was in it that I loved so much, but then there was a lot of just standing around, which I understand you're, that's, those aren't easy shots to do. But there was a lot of, I felt like standing around, but like when they threw the alligator and he ate, president loki's hand i cheered i was so happy at that moment i think the best part was just his scream like he there's like a like a girl pause. yeah like a girl come on um like someone who got his hand bit off by an alligator which is how i yeah. would scream too there you go uh i actually like the fight scene i think for the first time i actually enjoyed a fight scene in this series like I thought it was great. It was entertaining. Like yeah. it wasn't, it's, I don't think any of the fight scenes, obviously in Loki that we've seen have been anywhere near like, you know, great. 
great. They're not, you know, these cutthroat crazy fights, but this one was actually entertaining to watch. It wasn't and, just, and I agree, like, it was oh my gosh, get over it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I don't know if I missed it, but I wanted to see Boastful Loki get his. And I don't feel like we did we see that or did I miss it? Which which Loki are you talking about? Boastful, Boastful Loki. Like like what hammer somebody? <laughs> no, get hammered because he's the one oh. that betrayed. He's he's the one that betrayed oh. the Loki's that we like now. I wanted Is to he see not that. the one that he threw the No, that was King at? Loki. Or that was President Loki. That was President Loki. That's who ate the who got his hand eaten off. No, no, no. But when he after that, so they pan out and um, original Loki is like fighting in the middle of the thing. And then you see kid Loki throw the alligator again at somebody. Uh, I don't think it was because we saw him throw the alligator earlier at him in the first scene. Yeah. But not in this scene. I'm, we're going to have to rewatch. I'm going to have to rewatch. Um, and obviously it wasn't a satisfying enough. Cause I, he's he's the one that you want to just, uh, you know, because you you grow so attached to these characters so quickly, and yeah, like he can't betray them; they're cool. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm net picking. Okay, scene nine. Um, into the car. Uh, Mobius is dealing with being on the wrong side. I think this is, and this is why I'm having trouble with with Liza's theory because he seems like he is genuinely coming to grips with the fact that he's been on the wrong side this whole time and it's bothering. And you can really see how it's bothering him unless he's just that good of an actor. Do you guys buy into that or no? I could buy into it because I'm not, I'm not on the team. Mobius is, is TVA mastermind master of the TVA universe. But so Blythe, what did you think? (laughs) I think that Agatha also <laughs> was very convincing when Vision yeah. when Vision went to her in the car and she looked like she was scared and didn't know what was going on. I think we're all going to be singing true. it was Loki all along soon. Flies uh, <laughs> <laughs> is going to be singing it was Mobius all along. <laughs> Even if I, he's wrong, he's still going to. Yeah. <laughs> the Loki, it's a Mobius Loki. That would be interesting and I'd be in. <laughs> I'd buy into that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, i'd be there for that i like it on a jet ski, on a jet ski. yeah but again <laughs> and here here's once again like we were talking about earlier he doesn't seem to be as comfortable with sylvie as he is with our loki i mean and that that was last scene and this scene it just something's yeah i don't know that's okay they're two different it makes people. sense no they they're, yeah. they are completely different well kind of but they're not. he's already he already started forming a bond with with Loki, yeah. not Sylvie. So it makes sense. You're gonna be kind of awkward yeah. with but, someone and, you don't know very well. And again, this goes back to you know the, the issue with he found Sylvie, not Loki. And it seems like you would want to find Loki more than you'd be looking for Sylvie. Sometimes you just it, this maybe sometimes you just this, happen upon true, true. I, yep. That's probably it. Because because I exactly I, what I, was say. I love coincidences Sorry. in yeah. these shows because I'm he, so okay with it just being a coincidence. He was just coasting, <laughs> coasting right next to the big demon monster when <laughs> Sylvie decided to drop in. Just uber casually driving. <laughs> yeah. Come on, guys, it doesn't mean anything. Okay, scene ten. We have um, what the four good Loki's left. Five, four of the five good Loki's left. Um, seeing the power of. Uh, 
why am I why am I blanking on his name again? Grayskull. That's kind of what I'm thinking. <laughs> <of>. <laughs> yes. sorry. Um, and then when they drop the ship, I this is where I have an issue as a Navy guy. There's like so much wrong with this, but I'm not going to nitpick on this because nobody wants to hear that on this show. However, I don't know if you guys know about this ship. Um, I do. No, I was going to ask. You know about it? The, the ship. USS. This, what was the name of it? USS Eldridge. The Eldridge. This was a real ship. It had a, it was an experimental ship in real life that was working with a cloaking technology like uh, the bird of prey, the Klingon bird of prey in Star Trek. It's supposed to literally cloak you. And that's all we know that it's fact. Everything else is hearsay, but apparently when they did it, I guess the the ship disappeared for I think 20 minutes. There's a green smoke that showed up. When the ship showed back up, there was like people that were literally inside of the bulkheads, inside of the walls, all sorts of weird stuff that happened. That's that's again, that part's rumor. But so, the, the disappearing so, is real. That was the Philadelphia experiment. Apparently everything was alleged though. It, yeah, it, it's alleged. It, it's yeah, it's not, you know, there's like a a fact of a but cloaking that, device but the on ship it, but did that's exist. what it was from yeah and i thought that exist. was super cool that they threw that in there yeah but i i liked it was a great way of showing okay they these guys are firing freaking uh 100 caliber bullets at the at at uh Eliath. thank Eliath. you Eliath. at Eliath, and it's got nothing because it's just taking the matter and taking the energy cool it's getting a little stronger and that that and i like that I don't think we all notice how you see all the Lokis drop like, oh, well, maybe we can't just go after him with brute force. <laughs> yeah, we can't just kill it. Because we're going to go around the back because they thought they were going to, he was going to weaken him at least. I well, thought what that, was kind of neat about that scene is that they actually established that Elias, because earlier you, you've only got that view of him where he was taking up the whole screen. So he almost just seemed like this gigantic cloud and I almost couldn't understand how he hadn't, like gobbled everybody up immediately um more like the nothing it seemed more like yeah. the nothing like just sort of advancing across the plane and then this is in this scene we actually got to see that he was actually this four-legged smoke creature which i thought was a fantastic special effect because he was like he was like a really poofy dog he was kind of cute in a way like thinner yeah, yeah. <laughs> i like yeah. how they i like how they had him just like i said earlier just sort of morph into different Animal he was type. like a Pomeranian. <laughs> I mean, I've seen Pomeranians that are nasty like that, but and evil. <laughs> it felt a little like a dragon. <laughs> it felt a little like a wolf, and it felt a little like a lion. That's the kind of the three that I saw in it. I'm sure everyone saw other stuff, but that's the three that I saw in it. A little bit country. A little bit rock and roll. Okay, so let's see. Scene eleven. Ravona interrogates. Now, I don't hate B20 as much. Still not a fan. I think she was a horrible human being. Um, B15. B15, thank you. Like the, vi <laughs> like the vitamin. Bingo. Uh, I still don't like her, but I don't hate her like I hated her in the beginning of the mm. series. Well, because she, she was misguided and misinformed in the beginning of the series, and now she, she knows the truth. Yeah. Now, and this this is where all the Ravona stuff, this is where me and Blyze anyway are disagreeing. I don't know which, how, where you guys sit. Um, I think she knows exactly what's going on. She's known exactly what's going on. 
she's just covering for it because she doesn't want um she, she believes in the tva because she, i believe she knows who the the head of the tva is i really believe that and she's so therefore that's why she's covering up it's not because oh i i need to protect the status quo no it's she knows miss minutes knows she has a line though she has a line when she's talking to B-15 where she says, help me out here, but she actually says something about protect, protecting order. The TVA um, gives order to the world. Mm -hmm. That seems like that was that because at first I was like, she knows, she knows, she knows. And that one line made me go, huh, maybe she doesn't. And she really is trying to protect whoever has brought this has made sense of this world yeah. and still wants to know who's behind the curtain, you know, kind of like, you know, people who protected the wizard of Oz, they don't know who's behind the curtain. Yeah, and you know, and I think she was just saying that. Or it, could, it easily no, could go both ways. Yeah. I think she believes it. Ways. I think she believes it, but I think it's because she knows who's behind the curtain. So therefore she does buy into their crap. We do need order. And I've known this was a sham the whole time, but I'm protecting this order because yeah. he showed me what this order is. Yeah, that's that's or where was, I I'm sitting on it. Or was that, or is the person or thing or whatever behind the curtain listening? And so she's she's I'm still on the protecting yeah. herself kick, but if I knew was that, anybody? Oh, go ahead. sorry. <laughs> you know, I didn't I realize you that, that the that the whoever in charge was listening. And I, I'm protecting myself. I'm going to fall in line. I'm going to say what I need to say in that moment to at least try and get information out of out of B15 while still protecting myself. Could be, I, but unless it's the Living Tribunal, they're they're not omnipresent. They can't be everywhere. Which he is Have an Easter egg in this episode. He is Have an you Easter heard egg. of intercoms <laughs> <laughs> surveillance? <laughs> Hidden camera. Was any was anybody else waiting for one of the cells to wait to open up and have C twenty in there? I know. Uh, I, think, I think she's dead. I, I yeah. Think. I I've given up on. No, she definitely I was hoping. Her. Yeah, I she's proved. Uh, anything you want to finish off on this one, Blyze, Before we go to the next scene. I think so. For okay. what, the reason that Satomi said is kind of what solidified my whole believing in it is. Fair enough. Okay. That room also looked a little like a red gravitron. Oh wow! You just brought back all my all the junior high memories, all of them, all the wow. county fair nausea, right there. You're welcome. <laughs> all the regurgitated caramel yes. corn. Yeah. Uh, all the oops! I shouldn't have had a beer. I'm 12. I shouldn't do that. Scene 12: The plan. Um, so there's more mystery with the alligator Loki, like we talked about. That's more more mobius did not know he's not so we've never as far as i know we've never taken an alligator and i like that this is why i think it's something because they are keep meaning to they keep mentioning stuff it's not just a happenstance it's very mentioning um yeah i think that mobius this is this is where i will buy into some of um blize's stuff blize's theory because mobius wants to go back to the tva to save it from itself he's i'm gonna burn it to the ground yeah he wants to burn it to the ground but he wants it to still exist 
this is where I buy into Blyze's theory a little bit. We'll see. We'll see. Um, okay. <laughs> now, uh, Satomi was disagreeing with me last week. I don't think she just. She, I don't think she can still disagree with me. But I feel like with Loki and Sylvie sitting there with the with the cloak is like the world's weirdest junior high date. Trying to put it, he, he, that he was trying to put his yeah. arm around. He was he was literally oh, throwing the yawn out. That, that's that's about where it was. <laughs> you know, the, oh sorry, Blaze. You know why? You know why that makes sense. Sorry, Satomi. He can't get cold. He's a frost giant, so he mm-hmm. shouldn't be. He there's no reason for him to have that blanket unless the only thing that he wants to do is wrap that blanket around Sylvie. Okay. I, you know what I will say last week, I didn't see any sexual tension. This week was the first time that I was like, okay, I could see it. Um, I mean, it's still knowing the MCU, they still could throw something at us and, and it still could be a, a paternal thing. Um, that it's just his way of being like, I want to protect you. I don't know how, I don't know how else to express care. And see, that's, that's directly in line with kind of what how I read the scene like you know there's two people who are are you know trying to navigate you know their feelings for each other if they're not comfortable yet like expressing that or with these two they wouldn't be comfortable at all like they wouldn't even know how Mm -hmm. um that's just kind of what it reminded me of kind of that that awkward maybe you're a little self-conscious your fear of rejection even like that you're gonna you're going to say or do too much and the other person, you know, so until there's like a, it's like, it's almost like a temporary barrier until you know that the feelings are, are mutual and reciprocated. So that's kind of what it made me think of. And definitely a protective vibe. Yeah. Like Satomi said, it it was cute with the blanket, you know, the fact that he couldn't get cold. So that was pretty obvious, but it was, I, it was endearing to me. And it brings a whole new, um, you know, truth to the Whitney Houston lyric, you know, learning to love yourself is the greatest love of all because that's himself. Bad oh, God. oh, yes. Yes, that was awesome. And I didn't even have to make a more a, a Mephisto joke. Okay. My, my childhood just came <laughs> crashing. <laughs> okay. I love, I love the weird birds. I don't know if they're dodo birds. Have we seen them before? They just seem so familiar with the their heads the are ball. not connected to their bodies. It's I, gotta be. I love them like I love the porgs. It has They're to so be a deep, a deep Easter egg into Marvel comics. It's gotta be. I don't know where it is. Such but it a feels ran- familiar. Yeah. Such a random animal. They look like little like little stomachs with like marble heads. Kind of. Yeah. There's. I thought they were cute. Yeah. I heart a little stomach. No, maybe maybe it's a porg variant. Yeah, it it it's it seems like something they yes. could definitely try to figure out how to how to sell as a toy and make a billion dollars because <laughs> they do that with with Marvel and Disney and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. The sword the sword is freaking amazing. I love it, which is a that's a directly out of the comic books, and he always has that with him. Actually, at this point, I think uh, it appeared in nineteen ninety five. And it's been with them ever since. Um, oh. if, if you guys really want to get that much of a deep cut. Um, okay, now, and Mobius is gone. 
I, I I can see we're on different pages on this. Was he whispering to Loki or was he whispering to Sylvie? You were my favorite. He, he could have been saying, if he was saying it to Sylvie, it was a jokey friend thing. If he was saying it to Loki, he, he meant it. That's he said, how you're, I took it. You you're are my, my favorite. favorite. I played it. Like I even took my phone and I stuck it to my ear and listened. And I think Sylvie, I think the look on her face was was almost like, oh, like, because he was saying it to Loki. I I don't have any doubt. If he was saying it to Sylvie, then Blyze is right because he's been watching the whole game play out. Yeah. Hmm. If he was not, then Blyze is wrong. Yeah, Blyze is still right. (laughs) And and one more thing that came out of this scene was the um, comment I said earlier. With Loki, it's always a game within a game. And this is why I think that Loki is playing a game within the game. And that's why I think that's why my that's why I'm buying in, starting to believe my theory more and more. My See, the thing theory. is, I don't not know, necessarily I mean, Sylvie, the, but well, yeah, my theory wasn't that it's our Loki. It's yeah, no, it's not Loki. even our Loki. It's a Loki. Okay. So why why would he be playing a game that has anything to do with your theory? That's I guess that's what I'm well, no, because lo, lo, yeah. Loki's are playing a game, and I think. I don't know that we could have not met the Loki that is the, well, maybe, I don't know. I don't think so. Cause we just forth. met a whole mess whole of, Lokis of Lokis that we didn't know yeah. before. And our Loki, I think is he's growing past the games. I mean, that's what that whole, that, you know, the whole small band of Lokis were, that's sort of what it was. Their journey is that they were outgrowing yeah. that need for everything to be a game and actually reaching a place of, of honesty and truth yeah. and i think that's what makes this these these lokis and our loki in particular and sylvie uh yeah. unique yeah, so if you're talking about Lo- a loki playing a game then that would be if again if loki were actually mobius and vice versa is a you know if that if that's who that was then that would be the gaming this maybe. is getting deep, y'all, and it's hard to describe because it's all talking about the same freaking character. Okay. <laughs> maybe they switched. They did switch last week. With with the way they were in the room by themselves for so long, maybe they did switch. Mobius and Loki. Loki. Yeah. No, that would work. Never mind. I feel like we're reaching no. again. Uh, my my brain's yeah. going all over the place. See, the more I talk about it, the more I just go all over the board. Okay, so scene thirteen. Um, the attack on Eliath. Um. Now, look. Now, what we're talking about, Loki's attempt to sacrifice himself is proof that he actually changed. This is yeah. the proof that it's our Loki, but this is not the Loki that we started with at all. Because no. that Loki would never sacrifice himself for anyone, let alone. I mean, yeah. It's, and yeah. It's our Loki ending up in the same place as MCU normal timeline loki just in a different way he's the same loki that sacrifices himself for his brother in um infinity war yeah he just took another way of getting there yeah now when original loki remade asgard absolutely stunningly beautiful but did you guys notice that's not our normal asgard this is the jack kirby asgard from the original comics which I had to look that up because yeah. it's that the Jack Kirby Loki. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. So cool. Stunning. It was such I was I was like 
just fist pounding the air right yeah. there. It was such a great moment and a great scene. And it really kind of puts it out there that Loki is more powerful than he thinks he is. So we're about to see some go down coming yeah. up. I think we're about to see some really awesome stuff power-wise. And now as much as I want it to be that he turned himself into dust and he's going to come back because I love this Loki so much, I don't want it to because that scene was so powerful and it will take away from it if he's if he comes back later. Yeah. It will negate his sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he he went out like a... I don't want to say I, like a, a hero, like a champ. Yeah. yeah. That was his glorious purpose. Like, and, and, and it was, so if you, I think if you, if they brought him back, it would just cheapen that. Yeah. You know? yeah. They took that line that he said in the first Avengers movie that meant something completely different and they reverted it back to meant to meaning that he achieved, like you said, he achieved that glorious purpose. Yeah. Yeah. So, and my, my final thing that I want to throw out real quick is um, it wasn't white, but it really, when, the, when, you, when, you see, when you see the castle at the end, all that was going through my head was that looks like that. I'm thinking of the ivory tower from Neverending Story. Because <laughs> it's on the rock. It's all by itself. I'm like, and I don't, I know the colors are wrong, but it just felt like that to me. It felt like that just kind of, beacon of the darkness just floating all by itself just you were just waiting for the yeah you're just waiting for the luck dragon to come flying out and yeah the music starts as long as you got the music that's all i care about (laughs) (laughs) which which has never been a secret on this show we're all huge fans of never ending story Kind of I am now reliving it in my head. Thank you so much. Turn okay, okay, now before we get on that, before we, we go on that road, so real quick, what did what are you guys hoping to see next week? Briefly, and then grade it. Grade this week. Who? Uh, let's start with Michelle this time. I am hoping to see um, an entirely different Loki that we have not been prepared for, and there's going to be a mega ultra mega battle. Um, I want to see, I, I'm very, very curious with Mobius now. Um, I don't, I still don't want to believe, you know, Bliza's theory. I just, I want to know why, like, why, why are, why at this point are you so intent on going back there and I guess fixing it or keeping it, keeping it in place. So I, I I'm really excited to see that. This episode for me was probably, I probably got more of a, of an emotional response for me than I think any of the other episodes. So I'm going to do, I'm going to, I'm going to do an A minus on this one. Very good. So tell me. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, our Loki and Sylvie's powers unleashed. I think it's extremely significant that it was their bond that allowed them to expand their powers. So I think there's going to, it's going to be a little bit of a wonder twin powers activate kind of moment. Um, I would like to see the fruition of their relationship. It doesn't have, it doesn't, you know, wh- whatever form it takes and it doesn't have to be some sort of big, ah, oh, you know, I, in a very Loki kind of way, mm-hmm. an acknowledgement of that bond, um, a mutual acknowledgement of that bond. Um, I, I loved this episode. It made me laugh. Um, it was 
it, it had me emotionally invested. So for me, it was honestly an A plus. Very good. Lies? Uh, a, A all the way. I think we're going to get an A at the finale. Um, the one thing I thought when I, when that, it kind of, the veil kind of went away from the, the whole castle thing. Um, and Michelle, uh, Satomi, I don't know how much you guys know this. It reminded me of the negative zone. Oh. And that would be a cool Do way tell. of introducing it. Yeah. So um, explain. Yeah, the, the negative zone is like, uh, it's like a dimension in between the dimensions. Um, it doesn't really, I mean, it exists, but it's, it's it, a it big, exists, but it doesn't. Yeah. It's a big place for a lot of, Mar like one of Marvel's biggest villains called Annihilus, and it is a place where Reed Richards um created a prison for supervillains. Which that building also kind of reminded me of a prison yeah. when they first opened it too. Uh, well, and with the negative zone, that is literally in every genre. Um, you hear about it in Scott Pilgrim versus the world. You yeah. if you played Super Mario Brothers, if you can hit it just right, you can go to the negative zone. Oh, it is yeah. in all genres of geek culture so that would be doctor who has the void yep that would be amazing Blyze. yeah i would i i don't think that's i think that's too much to try and fit into the last episode oh yeah i was definitely like oh man that would be super cool okay and what what do i want to see i want to see a half a second of king and (laughs) okay and this don't lynch me for saying this i don't want closure i want to i want to see it open enough that we can we can come back for a second season i want just enough closure on the season but i want there to be enough i want there to be something opened up that oh we can build on this and keep following the story because i love this story so much i don't want it to go away because you know you can make this go indefinitely until loki has to go back because i mean he can come back the second after you can make this go for years for all we know and that that thought it excites me if they do it right but i just want a seed of something that oh wow okay this is what we're doing next okay that's really really freaking cool that's what i want to see and i'm giving this one an a minus um just because i don't want to say anything's perfect except for scott pilgrim so i had to say that was just for you blyce throw them to the negative zone and baby yoda (laughs) and those, those are the only perfect things in life okay so Join us next week. Check out our website, www.iheartgeekshow.com. Use the Conway Paid X for it. Please subscribe if you're watching us on YouTube. Comment, ask questions. This is your last chance to ask questions and get it right on the air. And uh, go to our Facebook, our Twitter, our Instagram, our TikTok, our Oogla oh, Boogla okay. thing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What, whatever, whatever's on social media, Twitter. I think we're on at some point yeah. or the other. Okay, and until next time, I'm Dub, I'm here with Michelle, I'm here with Blythe, I'm here with Satomi. Keep on geeking on, guys. You have been listening to the latest episode of the iHeart Geek Show. Make sure you visit our website at www.iheartgeekshow.com. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you check us out on YouTube, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And keep on geeking on to all of you geek rock stars.